heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favored son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free is fun. What's going on, Radio Free is fun listeners? Uh, my name is Michael. Uh, I have a guest with me here, the, my co-host, uh, Mr. Ryan out of Indianapolis. What's going on, everybody? And uh, this is actually our third take at the beginning. Uh, we take three. Take, take three. three. Uh, there's all sorts of settings that have been messed up. So uh, if this doesn't make it to your ears, we're sorry, but we definitely just gave up. But anyway, <laughs> we're a Horace Heresy podcast, a 30K podcast, and uh, we got a little special show for you guys tonight. Uh we're actually going to be going over some uh, hobby progress where we've been. Um, actually, you know, I didn't even mention that we're on episode 14. Like, I'm just like, I got so fucked up with just like messing up so many times that like my whole cadence is just off right now. So I got to like get back in it. So, adjust, adjust, son, adjust, steer into it. <laughs> I feel like I was trying to pull up like the Independence Day pilot and just crash into the shield of the aliens. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, guys, so this is episode 14 of uh, Radio Freest Van. Glad you're here. Uh, we got a special show for you guys tonight. Uh, we got some hobby progress. Uh, Ryan actually had like a week-long, uh, I guess like horse heresy, actually Warhammer in general getaway at his house. So he had yeah, like a... Ge- like, general gaming, but the majority was 40K and 30K. So a Warhammer summer camp was held at Ryan's house. So he's going to go over some of that. And then uh, we are going to go over some uh, fun Reddit questions that we found in the Warhammer 3K subreddit. So uh, that'll be at the end. Uh, we actually pulled some of the lower upvoted questions, and we, we're going to go and answer that for you guys. So uh, stick around for that. You're going to have a good time. Uh, let's just start with some hobby progress. Let's just, like, jump right into it. Ryan, what have you gotten done, dude? Like, where are you at? Okay, so since the last time we talked, like during the last show, I uh, finished those Thunderbolts, putting all the spikes and shit on them. Um, Made it so less, I got those less aerodynamic. Less aerodynamic, more chaos. Um, so got that done. So I uh, built a Stormlord. I worked on that. Uh, I started it before guys started getting here on Wednesday, and then the first night the guys were here, I still, like, after I got everybody settled in and they were all playing games or whatever, in between playing games, I, you know, work on that or whatever. So I uh, built the Stormlord. It hasn't been, uh, I haven't put all the spikes on it or whatever yet. I'll probably work on that tomorrow. But the actual tank is built, and I magnetize the side panels where I can, you know, take the sponsons on and off. So I got all the, the magnets and everything thrown on there. So all the hard work's done. Then we, uh, uh, David Sampson came up here and we, uh, I sold him a, uh, a Warhammer quest and then I, I had my own Warhammer quest and I talked him into painting mine. So yeah. we, bu- we built it together. So we, we sat around, uh, the old coffee table here with a couple other guys and 
just bullshitted and put Warhammer Quest together. I will say, those are some of the nicest plastic models I've ever seen. I was telling you that before the show. They are so crisp. The detail is so ridiculously good. And there are like virtually no mold lines. They might be... It might be the nicest models I ever put together. I'm not gonna lie, they're they're pretty damn slick. I mean, so it's like it's like they awesome. were never molded at all. It's like they were born. Yeah, something, man. I mean, they they're like if you've like I'm trying to think of some like gold standard of like you think like of a really detailed Forge World model. I mean, these plastics are just as good as that, but with less. I mean, they're so like the Primark models, right? You know how detailed those are and how nice. These are every bit as nice as that. They're just plastics. And for them to be like in this like starter box game, it's it's pretty slick. They're pretty nice models. So I was pretty pretty impressed with that. I have not played the game. We just build it. Uh, Samson, we were going to throw it together and play, but we ended up playing uh, like 30K and all that. Just kind of ran out of time. So he promised that when he got them done, he uh, would uh, tell his wife that, well... I got to hand deliver these for another excuse to come up here and game with us again. So when he gets them painted, he's going to set he'd hand deliver them and we'd play, learn how to play together. So, so slick, so slick. What so, a slick talker there. Slick talker. So he found out that, uh, cause we thought he was further away. He said it, it took him, I think he said just under five hours to get here, which I mean, that's a far drive. Don't get me wrong, but it's not terrible. You know what I mean? You could leave halfway early in the morning, be up here in the afternoon you know, game all weekend and go back. So hopefully he'll make it up here again. And I'll probably, I found out we have a mutual friend that lives like 15 minutes away from him. So I could go down there and see, uh, that also plays 30 K. So I might have to make a trip down there and see him in Nashville too. So that'd be cool. But, um, other than that, that's, that's pretty much all I did. Hobby wise built that Stormlord, built Warhammer quest. And then on Wednesday night, I was on the TFL, uh, webcast with you, you sure guys. Were. You hit me up. I, I didn't get there on at the start. I was back. Uh, my buddy Nate is learning how to play. Well, I guess that's something else I did. My buddy Nate is just getting into 30K, and up to this point, he's just been taking a random mix of my Salamanders, uh, Blood Angels, and Word Bears just to get model like all the models he wants. So the army looks really weird when he lays it on the table because it's like three different colors, and these Gal of Warback are Red Butchers, and this and that, which is, I hate that shit, but he at least, like, legit, like, we got him into it, him prox proxying stuff, and he actually did buy models, so his, when we got that order, you know, our big group order in, a lot of his stuff was in there, so I, I set and helped him build uh, his Red Butchers and Angron, so he got those built, and I think he built, he bought a bunch of Rampagers, but we're just building them as veterans, and um, I gave him some combi melters, so he put a bunch of, since vets can take combi weapons now, he liked the idea of that, so he built some Rampager, like, Rampager models as veterans with combi meltas. They look pretty cool. So we put those, helped him put those together, and then, uh, but while I was helping do that and get him started playing a game, that's when you hit me up to be on the webcast, so I jumped on there. Shut that down real quick. Yeah, so that was about it. What's, how, what have you gotten done? Uh, Man, dude, unfortunately, it... it in my realm, I didn't get to hand off some of my games to a professional painter like Mr. David Sampson. But <laughs> I did get to paint some of my own stuff. Uh, I got the base coat laid down on my three consoles. I don't know if you... Yeah, I definitely posted them up in the picture dump. 
Uh, my three consoles that had the capes over their right shoulders, I got the red base coat done on all three of those guys. And while I was at it, I also got the base coat, uh, the the first three reds, the, uh, I guess, the Mephiston red, the blood red, and the Vallejo bloody red. So, so let me tell you about that red real quick. So I had my Blood Angel army out. I was playing it with uh-huh. that Nate guy, and Samson shows up. He immediately comes walking by that table, and it's a, you know, broke his neck, turned his turned his head so hard. He's seen them red models. He comes over and starts uh, eyeballing him. He's like, man, how did you get this red like that? It's so awesome. So that's how cool that red is. You I mean, that, that comes that comes from from the highest praise from a awesome pro painter. You know what I'm saying? Like. One best painted at Adepticon, uh, David did so. When you know you got a guy like that telling you, "Look how good this red is," it made me feel really good. I was pretty proud of it. I'm telling you. So he said he he wanted the formula for it. So I'm like, "Well, we've only put it in like 80 places, David." I mean, but yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll get you the formula anyway. It's the gold standard, man. It's such a good it's <laughs> such a good combination. And so this time around, like uh, you know, I had to paint up my Forge Lord. I had to paint up my Delegatus, so I'm using the Narek Dragur model. And then I had to paint up an Apothecary. And so I laid down that red base coat on all of them. And I I backed off. Like, basically, I just sprayed the Apothecary's, like, torso and head and the shoulder pads. Uh, because I saw in, I believe it's book four? No, 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 not book four. Yeah, well, whichever one the Ultramarines are in, book five, maybe. Book uh, five. Book five. They had the uh, Ultramarines uh, Apothecary. It had the white, like, shins and the mm-hmm. white. Yeah, so, like, that's the route I'm going with that. So, like, I'm... Okay. So, that white, dude, totally pops with that red. Like, it's such a such a bright, vivid color. So, man, dude, I'm loving that red. And I also got the uh, my Scandish Dread all painted up in red. But it's just, you know, I haven't started any hedge hi- edge highlighting. I haven't started any of the Nolan Oil, nothing like that. Just, uh... Just got started painting, dude. I'm so looking forward. These consoles, man. I don't know if I brought this up last time, but I'm bringing it up again. Those KF Studio shoulder pad capes, they look so dope. Like, I can't. I posted those pictures up on Instagram of my consoles all together, like my BS consoles. And I was like, these are just some dudes. You know, these are, uh, they're in their, um, oh, what was the word I used? Basically, I was like, these guys don't fight. You know, their their position is just like bullshit. Whatever. You need you need because they're all standing there with their capes all posy. You need to take a bastion in your army just to stick it on the back <laughs> of the table and stand those dudes in it. Like, and then just like they're like release the dreadnoughts. And they just oh, yeah. like stand there and watch them murk everything. <laughs> they don't even get off the building. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I said these guys are mostly ceremonial positions, like because there's no reason. Like, that Forge Lord is not going to be up there fixing dreadnoughts. You know, I'm not going to buy him his own drop pod and all that shit. Fuck no. Nope. So, yeah, that's what I should do. I should just, like, <laughs> just, like, have them, like, a wrist, like, just inquisitors, you know, just mm, there and there. <laughs> They're just, like, <laughs> drop pods. <laughs> boom. So, so yeah, man, their, their capes look so sweet. Like, right when I put that first layer of uh, primer on them using the Chaos Black, like it just, I mean, immediately you could see all the flowing lines and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm a little bit like I was gonna originally just paint the cloaks black, but 
I feel like I'd be doing them injustice by painting them black. So, I don't know. I don't think it would look bad. I mean, you could do you could do uh, different different colored capes. Like, do the the Ford Zord guy like a, a dark red, like almost like that Mechanicum dark red, where it offsets to the Blood Angel red, and then do the Apothecaries in white, and then do like the Praetors in black. Like it's a like you said, like they're they're ceremonial cloaks to like unleash the beast of these <laughs> dreadnoughts or whatever. They got to put their party outfits on or whatever. But just put where's your cape, Reginald? You know what sucks? Like I just realized this. If you had a fourth HQ slot or could take a Damocles as a dedicated transport for yeah. like any HQ character, how cool would a Damocles be in that army to like just put like attach those guys together and throw them in a Damocles command rhino? It'd be so fluffy and cool. Just like a And party. then it could it could guide your drop pods in, you know, and all like it would be it'd be pretty neat. Yeah, no, that ride of war totally like fucks you. Like it's, it's like, oh, you want to take a ride of war? Well, you need at least a delegatus. Oh, you want to take it, nothing but dreadnoughts, apothecary and forge lord. <laughs> like that's that's it. Yeah, it takes up all your all your slots. It gives up so many v. Like every time a dreadnought dies, oh, here's some victory points. Here's some victory points. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. The guy who hates uh, uh, assault marines because they banged his mom, maybe she was like being like treated like Chinese finger cuffs between a dreadnought and an assault marine, and that's what happened. Maybe that's the same guy. Maybe <laughs> that's an image for you. <laughs> for you folks at home that can't see Michael, his face is turning red. I think I just embarrassed him. <laughs> I'm gonna go Google Chinese finger cuffs real quick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, Dreadnought City. Uh, still on the lookout for some 80 millimeter base, dude. I'm trying to find some 80 millimeter bases to put these Dreadnoughts on. Um, just because I'm not you very just good. Need blank bases or like resin bases? Like resin bases, like I love. Dude, just t- I'll go. I'll buy an 80 millimeter base, and I'll like make you one. Like make a base, and then send it to you, and you can just cast it. I'm pretty slick. I can I can make what you want. Just describe what you want, and I'll make the thing. I want like it. A, I want him, I want like crushed roadway. Is what I want. Crushed roadway. Like I want Done. it to look like these dreadnoughts came in, landed, and just ruined all the asphalt. Like I want it to look like they're fighting in a school zone, and they're just ruining the roads. And, like, when the battle's all said and done, there's going to be some city official who's going to be like, fucking dreadnoughts. What if, what if I told you I will do this for you and send it to you this week? I me love you long time. Okay. It's it's done. It's done, <laughs> my friend. I will, you, you will have pictures, pictures in your email, well, probably on your phone, actually, of look what I'm about to send you to uh, give, you, give you a little semi, and then I'll, I'll send it off to you. All you gotta do is send me send me one. Send me one and I will cast up the rest. Alright, I'll take care of you. I'll do it. Eighty millimeter. Done. Oh, oh. I need to I need to find what's on a so it's the same base size. It's the Leviathan one, right? Yes, Leviathan base. Okay. That's what I need. I'll I need three of them bad can, boys. Yeah, I can do that because I got a Leviathan. I'll trace it and make one. So we're good to go. I'll make you I'll make you one. <laughs> Just take your swig. Just I'll make one. <laughs> Like Napoleon oh, yeah, Dynamite. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> in his sports drink. Come on, Tina, eat some ham. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's what I've been working on. Uh, nothing crazy, just uh just getting it done. Uh I still like 
you know, like when you get in that project and you're like, man, fuck yeah, like, like you were super excited whenever you, they were like on order and on the way. Like that's how I felt about those KF Studio capes, and that's also how I felt about uh, these Dreadnought drop pods. But I have been ignoring the shit out of these Dreadnought drop pods. Like, I am. Oh, it's in your list. Make Michael a base. Yeah. So I've been ignoring putting these Dreadnought drop pods together pretty hardcore, but I know I need to. I got four more to go. Not looking forward to it. So, but yeah, that's where I'm at, dude. That's I'm ready to play, dude. It looks like we might have something going on in September with the Golars guys, so I have to get my Dreadnoughts out by then. So we'll see. We'll see where we're at by then. But uh, that's pretty much all I got. Talk about your uh, your little weekend, man. Your your week. All right. So, so leading up to it, I I basically I I got all my tables because I took the whole week off work. So I was off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know, as far as the lead up going into it, and then Wednesday I had to go get some guys from the airport. And then a guy uh, showed up from Texas. He drove all the way up here from Texas. Um, he's he lives in Houston area. He was the one that was on the TFL uh, thing with us. And then guy came down from Detroit. So we kick kick things off Wednesday afternoon. Um, went out to eat. Uh, came back to the house. Immediately started playing games. Uh, first game first day was pretty much about. All about 40k. I played my first game of 40k in like a year and three months. I broke my orcs out, and uh, one of the guys that came, his name's Chad. He's on the Freebooters forum, and he always he uh, his forum name is Total Anarchy, yeah. and he only he has an avatar that's like this orc general guy, and he only posts in character like an orc. So it's hilarious. So he's always like, I don't know. It's pretty funny if you get on there, but. So he's all about, like, that's all he plays is orcs. Everything's orcs. When we played Descent, he had to play an orc character. He only, like, he write, fills out all his shit in green ink pen. Like, it's pretty, he's hilarious. So we, uh, we got a game in. He had, like, a uh, mechanized orc list, and so did I. So we had this real fast list of a bunch of trucks and battle wagons and bikes and shit. Um, trying to think what we played against. I don't even remember. Marine. We played against Space Marines. What was the other ally? I think it was Space Marines and Eldar against Orcs. But we were dying laughing because our army was so fast. They had a uh, these uh, this Tech Marine bolstered defenses in like this really big building in their backfield. So we like we got we ended up seizing the initiative and then turn one like turbo boosted all our shit into that ruin. So we, like it gave us a three up cover save like, <laughs> on our first turn because they bolstered it. So then on our second turn, we assaulted and murdered, like, everything in that, like, around that bill, like, everything. And that one tech marine and his Thunderfire cannon are, like, sitting there. We left him alone. Then on turn three, the guy that we're playing, like, goes to get his dice, like, because he, he thinks we're going to assault this tech marine. And we were just like, nah, we like this dude. He helped us out. We, so we just <laughs> left him alone. <laughs> so we, like, just left the building. So it's like, like, story-wise, we were like, the orcs were like, Ah, this guy's all right. He uh, he hooked us up with this building or whatever. Like he, he put up so, all these. Uh, he boarded up these windows for us. Bo- boarded up all these windows for us. So we we went in and killed everybody else and left the tech marine alone and just drove off. So he continued to shoot us with the thunderfire cannon, but we didn't care. We 
he was he was our buddy at that point. Could you imagine um, like the tech marine going back like the the battle's over and like why are you still alive? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, sir. <laughs> why did the orcs not kill you? Slay you alive, you know, take your teeth. Well, uh you see, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. know the defense is better. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Um I liked it. We did. I don't think there was any. There was no psychic shit in the game. Nobody was running a formation. There was no super heavies or gargantuan monsters creatures. So it was actually not too bad. Like it was tolerable. I actually enjoyed it. So uh, if you're listening, Games Workshop, take that as a clue as to what Eighth Edition should maybe be, and um, <laughs> let's let's get her done. Did you get? Did you pull out your death for the from the skies book? Did y'all use them? <laughs> no. no, there's not one in this house. Um, nobody owned one that brought one. Everybody kept asking, does anybody here play that? Because we had people from all over the United States here, California, Texas, Montana, Michigan, here, uh, everywhere. And everybody was like, does anybody use this book? And everybody was like, no. So You know, for everybody that got mad about that one picture I posted of, like, you know, it was, it was Shatner, like, not looking at the window. Yeah, of the airplanes. Like maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away. And I put the Death of the Skies book right there. Yeah. And as many people that were mad at that picture even existing, like it's just a fucking something. Blah blah blah, dude. Like I'm so glad like that the people that I play with like have the same like feelings for that fucking book. Well, no, I I've yet to meet anyone that plays it. I mean, there was a couple local stores that when it came out they wanted to use it, but I mean, let's just be real here. They want to sell you books so oh yeah um but anyway that was pretty fun so that was you know it was nice to have a positive uh 40k experience uh it helped you know all the guys here are cool uh and all that so did that um i've got to play some 30k uh, against my uh buddy nate that i was talking about uh he's starting world eaters so we built some of those models for him and we got a 2500 point game in uh, he was playing, he had like Angron, uh, in a land raider or, a, uh, sorry, a Spartan with 20 inductees. No, wow. the, the new, the new guys that are like shittier ballistic skill, but what they, uh, get like plus one strength or whatever. And then he had that new, uh, apothecary in there that gives them four plus feel no pain. Yep. And then he had... Um, that may have been it. So it was, I mean, just a Spartan full of dudes. And he had five red butchers and a dread claw, um, five veterans with like all combi meltas and a dread claw, another five veterans with all combi meltas and a dread claw, a 20 man assault squad with a apothecary with jump pack and chaplain with jump pack attached to them. Um, what is a what has armored ceramite in your area? Is that a do, do, do people armored ceramite up their tanks over there? Yeah, it might as well just Spartans might as well cost what what they're three hundred five now. They might as well cost three twenty five and just have the special rule. Okay. Like I don't know why. Like that's I've never seen anyone not run it because people still run melt the guns in there. Like every list has melt the guns in it here. Yeah, that's to a, keep. I don't know if it's just to keep people's, you know, people honest or, I mean, a lot of times, like, well, like I said, we have like the Scorpus whirlwind meta from hell. So almost everybody has that drop pod full of melted guys just to kill your Scorpus. So 
You, you know what I mean? Just that thing, I, uh, for 115 points or whatever it is, that thing's just absolutely crazy. You have to, you cannot have that thing shooting at you all game. It's like the worst thing ever. That's a that's a pretty staple down here as well. The uh, drop pod of melter guns, drop pod of melter, drop drop pod of plasma. That's pretty much like standard. Uh, take care of whatever tank, but there is so little armored ceramide around that it's like it's it, actually like useful yeah it's useful yeah you it, we it, i've not seen i don't think to this day i've seen a spartan like at at this local club without a flare shield and armored ceramide and even since the points increase people are still running it because yeah. a lot of other things in their list got cheaper so they just used those extra points to just put it back on their tank yeah i got you yeah it's a, pretty interesting there just I, I need to know how yeah. viable those five men flying around in the Dreadclaw would work out. Yeah. Well, he came in and uh, put one glance on a Predator and stunned the other one with ten Melt-A-Guns, so not great. <laughs> now, I did go. I did have everything bubble wrap pretty good where he couldn't get to my... You, I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so he was dropping into that. Um, he only had... So he had the Spartan hid back in the corner, and he dropped like two dread calls with five guys into it, into the teeth of that twenty-five hundred point Blood Angel army that you saw sitting there. That had like, I think five assault cannon, attack bikes, two characters on bike, twenty outriders, um, five, five, or no, four predators with assault cannon sponsons as troops. Two rhinos with assault cannons, each with ten uh, sniper vets in them. A scorpus, and then had a fire raptor. Of course, it wasn't on the table, so he deep struck in and put a couple hole points on tanks. And you can guess how it went for those vets after that. What's that? Twenty three assault cannons. I'm counting right now. Five bikes, uh, uh, eight, 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 eight on predators. So that's what thirteen. Six. Oh, you have three each, right? No, there's two. There's two per tank, and I had four tanks, so it's eight. Oh, oh okay. And okay. then I had five on the bikes, so thirteen, and then two on the rhino, so fifteen. I think that's it, man. Fifteen assault cannons. Yeah, they actually did pretty well. I mean, I I still don't think that they're like as massively overpowered as you know as everybody said. I mean, I'm running a list with. You know, I don't have a Primark or any special units or whatever, and I'm fighting Red Butchers and Angron, so I gotta have some. <laughs> so, it's pretty funny though, because what, like, it's like, oh, I got five, you know, all these like inductees and all these dudes with these special characters or whatever. He's running around. I got four up, feel no pain, and when I get in your deployment zone because of my right of war, it goes to three up. I'm like, oh, cool story, bro. Scorpus whirlwind. <laughs> Just go ahead and remove those guys. <laughs> So needless to say, he uh, did not much care for the Scorpus Whirlwind, and like his sole objective by the end of the game was to kill that stupid thing. So he he ended up, I ended up beating him, um, but he did have. I missed. I it was I was running away with the game. It wouldn't even been remotely close. So this was. It's probably good that this happened just so the get because the game is more fun. It wouldn't have been fun otherwise. But I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I moved all these like things up to like shoot his assault marines that deep struck in, and I'm measuring because he's got the Spartan in the backfield, and I I don't know what was in my head. And I'm like, if I stay 
18 inches away from this thing, he won't be able to assault me. Because I'm thinking oh, he can only move six up, you know, six up, you know, and then get out and then 12, you know, possible 12 inch charge. I don't yeah. know why I forgot about the disembark. Oh, the distance. Fucking, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I like put my guys at like 18 and a half inches thinking, haha, I'm cute. You know, he can't get me and I'll just sit here and shoot his guys. And then I'll basically have everything in his army dead and all he'll have left is anger on and this Spartan driving around. And my army's so fast, I'll just like. Because the, the mission is to have units that are in his deployment zone, and he's trying to get units in mine, is the mission we played. Okay. Um, I forget which mission that is. I think it's three. It's like Shatter. We played the deployment where it's... Uh, I got the missions right here. So we played Search and Destroy, which are like table quarters, but with the eight inch 18-inch circle in the middle. And then we played mission. Hang on just a second. Yeah, mission three, shatter strike. So at the end of the game, each player scores two victory points for every scoring unit in their deployment zone. And one, oh no, that was the one me and David. We played, it's the same style mission, but it's worth more points. On, which one is that? Oh, this one, Tide of Carnage. So if, if you have uh, players, you basically have to have units in different zones. So if you have a unit in your own deployment zone, it's worth three points. In No Man's Land, it's worth five points. And in the opposing player's deployment zone, it's worth seven. So I thought, well, I'll kill all these other guys. Inductees uh, could never count as scoring units. Angron obviously doesn't score, and neither does the other character. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I'll just kill all this other stuff. And then I have so many fast vehicles and bikes, I can literally just stick to the board edges and just, you know, drive around the board. And he can only be in one zone, That's so right. and yeah, he, yeah. he he can't do whatever, and I don't even have to mess around with Angron. Well, I got uh, my guys a little too close, and <laughs> he. So even though I screwed it up, I'm still thinking, okay, well, he starts he moves because he moves his his tank, and I'm like not paying attention. I'm talking to Samson because he just got here. And he gets his guys out, and I look back at the table, and I'm like, there's no way. Those guys are way too close. I pre-measured. I'm like, what are you doing? I start yelling at him like he's cheating. And I've known this guy since grade school. We're always giving each other shit. We fight like brothers. So I'm I'm cussing at him there and yelling at him. And uh, he's like, oh, no. And he shows me, and I'm like, you're right. And I'm like, how did this work? I'm like, I'm, it's been in my mind as to what happened. And then I realized that I just I made a mental. I checked out mentally and was like, ah, oh, shit. I didn't take into consideration the six edition part. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's cool. He still has to make like, and I think he had to get like seven inches, like he was seven inches away charging through difficult. So he needed nine. Yeah, rolls okay. a 10. Rolls a 10. <laughs> Gives no fucks. Gets in there. Um, kills my warlord. Kills my, uh, kills my praetor. Kills my, um, cause he, Angron can challenge like everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because like, <laughs> yeah. he can just do, like, do his main challenge. So he challenges all my characters. I'm like, well, I'm dead anyway. I might as well accept. So he kills all, like, uh, kills my Forbes Lord before he fights. Uh, gets my Praetor down to one wound. My Praetor fights back, does like one or two wounds to him, then dies. Then they, the, all the inductees like slaughter all my attack bikes. So that unit was gone. And then his 
Assault Marines, he declares this multi-assault, because I killed the Assault Marines down to, like, six dudes, and um, they got jump packs, so he jumps over, and he's got a chaplain in there, an apothecary, and, like, four or five guys left, and they just have crack grenades. So he declares this multi-assault against a full Outrider squad and two Predators. So I'm thinking, well, one, he's not going to get enough range to get all these things, you know, because he's used his jump move, so he doesn't have fleet anymore, all this stuff. Rolls like an 11 for that charge distance or 12. So he gets into all three things. I'm thinking, well, it's cool. He's just got crack grenades. You know, he's only got like two guys on this tank and one guy on this tank. Surely it won't be that big a deal. Yeah, kills both my tanks. Just whole points them out. Kills all that. <laughs> then he does like one one or two wounds to my bikes. I'm like, oh, here's some three-up saves. Oh, lose two bikes. And then my bikes are so strung out that only like two of my guys get to fight back. So they were power axes. So I killed like three or four of his guys, but because of the way combat works, he gets like he scores one point for combat resolution for each whole point he does the tanks, and then he right. killed two guys. So I lost by like three. So of course I fail my leadership check, lose you know, lose that unit, and I was like, well fuck, like it, like half my army, like I lost in one turn just because <laughs> I can't I can't fucking pre-measure apparently, and he can't not fail a charge even though when they're like he had like a 10 inch charge and an 11 inch charge to do what he needed to do but it is what it is so that made the game really tight then i I actually was kind of sweating it for a while but um i ended up pulling out and he had this one stupid ass red butcher that i just could not kill like i killed the rest of the guys like easy just like killed them before they all got into combat and i charged into a single red butcher with an entire uh, no, I charged into to, he had the devourer left and, and a normal red butcher with one wound. So three wounds. So I charge in with nine outriders, get all nine of my hammer of wrath attacks and then fight. And I have four power axes in that unit, one on the sergeant and three on normal guys. So I'm getting 12 power axe attacks plus all my normal attacks, plus hammer of wrath with blood angels, you know, wounding on one better and all that shit. Yeah, I did. Two wounds, so one guy had one wound left. Oh, just And then, of course, then the stupid Devourer fights back and murders half the squad with the stupid Chain Fist, and then they run off the board. So I was like, ugh, just, like, it was the worst worst turn of 40K or 30K I've had in a while. It's pretty funny, though. And then, of course, Nate, he's, like, thumping his chest like he's some tactical genius because my dice aren't working, but it is what it is. How many independent characters did Angron end up killing? He killed my Forge Lord and my Praetor. That's all I had in my army. Oh, okay. So, yeah, dude, I've never seen that Red Sands rule used before, where he just like you and you get the fuck out here. I don't know why you wouldn't use it. It's so good. I mean, you think about that because like no, like even if so, if you have a prime, like say you're you're fighting somebody's Death Star or whatever, and they have their prime arc. Um, and on like two or three characters, like even if they have it loaded out where it's three characters and a Primarch, well, you can challenge all three of them. Well, for if they turn if they turn down a challenge, you get to like pick a character and that character doesn't fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just does not get to participate. So, and then you get to decide how many attacks to go for, you know, towards each character. So if you think you can like whether, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like that prime usually the opposing Primarch is going to, hit you back anyway. So you're either going to last a round of combat or you're not. But what you do is you direct all of your attacks at the 
weaker dudes and like butcher you know all those guys out of the unit so whether his their primark kills Angron or not you've still removed all the the characters out of their unit and you're bumping up your attacks for each independent character you kill right and then if you get back to their prime if you fight a second round you can throw those attacks back at the you know those strength the, eight ap2 attacks. but my problem was like I mean, like I said, I'm playing Blood Angels. I don't have a Primark. No, you don't. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then, like, my army, like, normally I would just, you know, if you had a unit of Cataphractor or whatever, you can, you know, a big unit of them, you can typically go hand-to-hand, you know, with the Primark once you whittle their unit down or whatever. I don't, I just, my army's not built that way. It's built for speed and running around and all that. But if I pre-measure incorrectly and my brain's not working for whatever reason... You know, could have been lack of sleep and too many margaritas or whatever was going on. Then uh, uh, it doesn't do you very much good to be maneuverable. I'm legitimately afraid of Angron in my uh, Fury of the Ancients list. Oh yeah, he would run. It would he would run through that list like, you know, Long John Silver's runs through me. <laughs> like I just <laughs> that's awesome. I just imagine like uh, my only like saving graces is three plus armor save. So I just unload the fuck out of, like, three Death Blossoms into him. Just kill him. Kill well, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's not, like we've talked about before, It's not he's not that hard to kill. He's only five wounds with three-up armor, four-up invul. It's yeah. really not that hard to kill. It's really, they try to stick him in a unit, you know, that's that's tough as well. Yeah, that'd be 36, Ballistic Skill 2, Ballistic Skill 5, Strength, what, 7 AP3 shots into him? Yeah, I think they eh, might have some trouble getting through some red butchers, but you know, I think. I mean, Nate's Nate's list works pretty good because like he takes the right of war, where when they're in your deployment zone, they increase their feel no pain by one. So he's got twenty inductees with a character in there that and, and Angron with a character in there that gives the entire unit four up feel no pain, and then he just drives the Spartan like at your face as fast as it can go and on turn two dumps them out in your deployment zone so that whole unit has a three up feel no pain it's so solid that's such a so you're so you're dealing with like 20 inductees a three a three wound character in artificer armor and angron all with a three up feel no pain save in your deployment zone that's brutal that's fucking brutal i just did the math hammer on 36 shots uh, 4.167 wounds is what it like math hammer wise does yeah but that's just if he's standing alone that's not no no that that's yeah. that's a uh, against a red butcher squad because he oh, has okay. a three up save it was a three up save like and using his fucking toughness oh yeah he'd get 20 20 would. wounds yeah yeah and then he's getting four up so he would on average take 10 of those yeah but with some red butchers or some terminators yeah he's he's running through me Oh, I didn't even yep. put in the assault cannons in there. Yeah. Well. Oh, and the phosphorus. Yeah. It is oh. what it is. I did. I did play a fire raptor in that game. We need to talk about that because my this is funny because my buddy Nate is the newest guy here um, for 30k. So he doesn't, and he's not played 40k since like sixth edition. So having a new set of eyes look at stuff that he's not. See, my problem is I played every edition. So you get so used to something being a certain way, you like it's just it, that's what it is. You know what I mean? You don't look for changes, or you're like, "Well, I've always played it this way. There's no reason for me to look in the rulebook to see if it's that different." You know what I mean? So a lot of these things sneak through. 
So in the new Red Book, they changed the profile for Hellstrike missiles. So I took Hellstrikes on my Fire Raptor and came in and shot them at a Spartan just because I didn't have anything else to shoot them at. And I'm like, well, here's some bullshit, like, Strength 8 AP3, you know, Ordnance missiles that are going to make me snap fire, you know, and not do anything to your tank, you know, but whatever. I, you know, I'll shoot them anyway. And then um, after the game... He was just look because he liked the fire because the fire raptor flew around the rest of the game because he had a lot of power armor like that big unit of inductees. I was just like murdering fools like that, and his assault <laughs> squad was just getting shot the shit with that Avenger cannon. It was ugly. And Dude, he was like, like if you if you were like a normal person, like an inductee, like just a normal ass dude, and a fire raptor's fucking flying around, just tearing out like tearing ass the ground. Yeah, there goes. There goes there goes seven of my buddies right there. Like that'd be yeah. the scariest shit. And then like you, yeah. s- you still got these fucking space marines that are like hanging out the side, just yeah. There goes my family. Because his big assault squad, his big assault squad only had a normal pop carry in it, and they weren't in my deployment zone, so they were just getting five up, feel no pain, and I was ignoring their armor. So even with the five up, feel no pain, it was doing passes, you know, removing five six dudes. Um, so he was like, man, this thing's brutal. So he was looking it up at the end of the game. I guess he was just curious, you know, wanting to check it out. And uh, he goes, I thought you said these missiles were ordnance or whatever. And I'm like, they are. And he's like, no, and he gets, shows me the profile. And he's like, their strength, their sunder. He's like, what the hell is this sunder rule? Is that ordnance? I'm like, no, that's, so I got to look and I'm like, holy shit, they've changed the profile on Hellstrikes in this book. It's a s- sneaky stealth buff. So Hellstrikes, if you get your new uh, Age of Darkness uh, Space Marine Army List book... Not um, the enhanced look in the... version. Yeah. Apparently, apparently it's the... not the enhanced version, by the way. Okay. Well, it's in the, in the actual printed copy. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the printed copy right now. If you look up Hellstrikes in the index in the back, um, they are strength... They're range 72, strength 8, AP 2. So now they can get explodes results. And instead of ordnance, they are now sunder. So they're heavy one sunder. So now they don't make when you fire them, they don't make the other guns on the aircraft Snapchat. snap fire. So a fire raptor can now you can come in if you line it up right. You can come in and because it's a flyer, it can shoot four weapons at full ballistic skill just from basic flyer rules, zooming flyer. So you shoot the you pick your the primary target. You want to pick something you want to shoot those missiles at. So you shoot the missiles at the prime as the primary, and you shoot those at your primary target, and then you use power of the machine spirit, which it has, to direct the Avenger bolt cannon at something different that's softer, like infantry or whatever. Like so, you try to line it up on the tank or whatever you're shooting the missiles at that there's infantry somewhere along the same line or firing arc, and you do that. And then the the side guns have a rule that says they can always fire and don't count for the number of four weapons and all that stuff. So they have independent targeting. So essentially you can bring that thing in and fire at four different targets and shoot all those guns at full ballistic skill with strafing run and all that. And now if those missiles are sunder, I mean, if you shoot like a, a dreadnought or a Sakaran or here, a Scorpus whirlwind or, you know, rhino likes rhinos, predators, anything, basically anything that's not armor 14, you're shooting four of those strength eight AP two sunder missiles at it. It's going to have a bad day more than likely. So it's, it's vastly increased the usefulness of the fire after, you know, and it stayed the same points wise what it used to be. So 
Um, I actually wrote just for shits and grins, uh, wrote up a Iron Hands list uh, with uh, our Iron Warriors list with uh, Petarabo in it, and uh, squeezed eight flyers in there <laughs> because he allow he allows you to uh, first turn, first turn, start rolling for reserves. And what's funny is you can take it with the onslaught detachment, so you don't take a right of war. You just take him and use your your right of war to take the onslaught uh, foresaw. So you only have to take one troop, and then you have to take one heaviest compulsory. But the funniest thing about that right of war is the drawback is you it forces you to go second, which is what you want. Like that list, All nothing day. starts yeah. on the board, and you get a roll for reserves for one, so you want that. So it's like you don't even roll the dice to give your opponent the chance. It's like, oh, no, my drawback, I, I have to start second. It says it right here. It's the drawback to my army. And so you just take uh, Storm Eagles as you couple Storm Eagles as fast attack to throw some bullshit troops in there, then take a bunch of, uh, then you take Petarabo's one Lord of War, then as your other, because that, that also offers two Lord of War slots. So as the second Lord of War slot, you take a suborbital strike wing, then you get four heavy support slots to put fire raptors and shit in. And you just fly around with this like air wing and murder everything. And then on turn the last turn of the game, which you're going to get because you've went second automatically, you put your uh, storm Eagles into hover mode, and jump out on all the objectives. If, if they're still flying around. So it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's totally unfluffy. I mean, it's like, doesn't seem like something iron warriors would do necessarily, but it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't quite necessarily see Iron Warriors doing that, but I see the like how fun that would be. Just having all your flyers on first turn. If they need a damn like Raven Guard character. They or, do, dude. I or, oh my gosh, I say that Strike or, Commander Mon. All he gets to do is let you reroll flyers. Like that's yeah, it. if he if he was turn one reserve like Petarabo, that would be such a good Raven Guard list. That or. Um, like even like Alpha Legion, like any of those like sneaky guys, you know what I mean? Even like Emperor's Children, it would almost make sense because they're like all about the quick, quick strike thing. I mean, imagine how cool like an Emperor's Children army that could roll for reserves turn one would be something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they wasted just, on Perturabo. Like it doesn't make sense. Like what are you like holding in reserve for Perturabo? Well, I mean, it makes sense for him like to, to do the big like deep striking Terminator assault thing, but they could have, they could have like specified you can, you know, anything you have in teleport, I don't know, reserve or, I don't know. I don't mean to get off on a big rant here, but it it's something, that's such a cool ability and so unique, and it, it works so well with flyers because you have to start them off the board. Because me and you have talked about this. We want to run, like, joking around about running these flyer-heavy lists, and it's so hard to do, you know, with, you know, in a normal army because if you don't get very many in on turn two, just from bad rolls, you're screwed. I mean, you're absolutely screwed. You're not going to have enough points on the table. I've been there. You know, to do it. So anyway, so I played that, played that game with Nate. And later on we played some, I taught some people how to play Gorka Morka. We played a little Gorka Morka. That was fun. Um, played some Kings of War, taught some guys how to play that. That was, that was also really fun. Uh, built, Built that uh, uh, Warhammer Quest with Samson. Uh, played some Descent, which is like a Fantasy Flight dungeon crawl game, and um, that shit was fun, man. Because I had 
I was like the the dungeon master guy or whatever, like the guy that runs all the monsters because I had the you know I the only one that knew the rules for the game. <laughs> and this uh, that guy I was telling you that only plays orcs. Of course, he only wanted to play the orc character, so he picks this orc like fighter character, which all he wants to do is like kick open all the doors and murder all the monsters. And the all the other guys pick like wizard classes or rogue classes, whatever. So they're all like strategizing and like talking back and forth and chad the orc player guy is just like totally playing his guy like how he thinks like he's not even like talking to other players he's like no my dude he would not listen to you he would just kick in this door and try to cut this fucking monster's head off like i give no fucks about your guys's plan so don't even include me in it so we he kept laughing because monsters in that game could open and close doors just like heroes so he opens this one door and there's like all these like monsters, like these two dragons and all this other shit on the other side of the door. So they totally murder his orc. Well, this game, you just get like knocked out. You don't like die for good. So okay. then it was funny because I murdered his orc and then I had one of the goblins just like reclose the door just to, <laughs> to be funny. So it's like you imagine his orc throws open this door and he like gets hit with all these arrows and like these dragons are like, you know, shooting all this fire and shit at him he dies and then they just like close the door like eh. <laughs> so then the next turn uh he stands up and like the healer comes over and they're healing him whatever so then on my turn i like open the door again with with one goblin unload on him again kill him again and then the other goblin like closes the door again it became like this joke <laughs> of course everybody's been fucking drinking and shit so we were just dying laughing cracking up it was pretty funny we had a really good time and then i my the dice were so hot for me, like, cause I'm playing, like, I'm just playing the monsters and I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm trying to teach these guys how to play this game and it's a fun game, so I'm wanting them to have fun. So they would, like, come up with these big elaborate schemes, like, we can do this amount of damage and kill, and they'd do all this shit. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And they'd roll it and they'd succeed or whatever. Then I'd, like, roll defense dice and, like, roll max and just shut that shit down. And I'd just, like, <laughs> look at them, like, I don't know. So they kept taking taking my dice away and, like, giving me new dice and it didn't matter. I still kept it. Was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> You're just hot, dude. Just hot. Just hot. So I wish I had those dice in that damn uh, game against the world eaters, but I didn't. Um, then I got that other 30k game in with Samson. He brought up his Mechanicum, so he wanted to... He'd never played against Word Bearers, so he goes, I want to play your Word Bearers, and I don't want you to pull any punches. He goes, I want you to give me the harshest shit you can give me. And I was like, are you sure? Samson, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want you to cry, he, bud. He's like, <laughs> yeah, man. He goes, I don't, I don't want you to hold back at all. And I'm like, all right, cool. So wrote up a list. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, wrote up a list and played him. So he had that new, really crazy Dark Mechanicum guy, Scoria, Scoria. or whatever. Yeah, Scoria is brutal. He had him. He had another Magos, uh, three, uh, um, Arch Magos Reductor. He was playing Ordo Reductor. Had another Arch Magos Reductor. Had, I think, a unit of three Castellax, uh with the Mauler Bolt Cannons. Had a Thanatar, the... the one with the two smaller plasma mortars that shoot the small blast instead of the one big one on the shoulders. It's like the double plasma, the Cyax or Cyanax or whatever. Yeah, it's the, yeah, and that big Thanatar, he's got the... Oh, well, man. it's the Thanatar, yeah, but there's a Thanatar with, the the standard one has just the one plasma mortar. It's the one they don't make a model for yet. Right, it's that got, has the, that does two, do two, two pie plates instead of the one. No, it's, it's... Each one shoots two small blasts, so it shoots four small blasts instead of one big large blast. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I just 
And then it's got a single bolt cannon. So he had one of those. Um, he had six uh, Krios Venators, <laughs> three three squadrons of two. Which, um, which kind? Oh, the Venator. That's the yeah the the Strength Nine AP Two Ordnance ones. So he had six of those. Um, had like three. I think he had three like five man units of uh, Phalax, like the different weapon loadouts. He had one with the uh, chain blades and the rage. Um, one with like a multi melta and I think tank hunter, and then one with um, the photon thruster and tank hunter. That he had like a unit of the fairly good sized unit of like the fearless thralls. Um, may have been it. And then um, my list was Lorgar, uh, Zardulayak, Damn. A, a chaplain with uh, level one. Psychic Mastery. Um, and I was running uh, the Dark Brethren Rite of War, where I could take Demon Allies. Then for Elites, I had eight Galvor back. The Sergeant had Artificer Armor Power Fist. The other guy that could have a special weapon had a Power Axe. And then I took ten Cataphracty Terminators. Uh, three of them had Chain Fist, and all the rest had Power Fist. And they had a dedicated Spartan with Armored Ceramite and Flare Shield. Then for troops, I just had two 10-man tactical squads with no upgrades and rhinos with no upgrades. And then for heavy support, I had a Charybdis to put uh, Lorgar, one of the characters, and the 8 Galvor back in. And then for demon allies, I had a great unclean one uh, out of the Demon's Codex with level 3 Biomancy, uh, two demonic greater gifts and one demonic lesser gift a 14-man Plague Bear squad with an instrument and a Nurgle Plague Hulk, which is a, a big demonic walker, like looks like a def Chaos Defiler or whatever, but it's a Nurgle version, right. and it's in it's in Imperial Armor 13. So that was my list. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't that close. Um, <laughs> it got pretty ugly for Samson pretty quick. He, uh, he didn't like that... He didn't realize how fast, because we were, once again, we got the deployment where you only start 18 inches apart at the furthest, because it's the corner uh, deployment, the, uh, yeah. the uh, table table quarters at the 18-inch circle in the middle. Yeah. Um, but you can deploy, like, if I deploy right against the circle that's cut out in one corner and he does the same, you're not that far apart. You're only, like, 12 inches apart. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Anyway, that's kind of what happened, and then he had to try to push forward because he was trying to pop that Spartan turn one and wasn't able to. So on my turn one, I just rolled it forward and got out that 10-man Cataphracty squad and multi-assaulted uh, the Krios and uh, a squadron of two Krios and the squadron of Cast or the squad of Castalax. And I, I killed the Krioses and killed the Castalax and put like one wound on another one and then just stayed tied up because they're fearless. And then my Dreadclaw came in with Lorgar, the Galvorback, and the other Space Wizards, and they dropped into his backfield and jumped out. And then I cast uh, all my psychic powers. So I had, uh, for Lorgar, I just picked uh, uh, Precognition, where he's allowed to reroll like everything. He can reroll failed saves, failed right. rolls to hit, failed rolls to wound, and all that. And then I took Cursed Earth, which is a. Uh, demonology power and then i took uh forewarning which is the divination power that gives a unit a four up invul 
so you cast the forewarning on your Galvorbach, so they go to four-up invul, and then you cast Cursed Earth, which increases the invulnerable save of any demon unit by one. So they went to a three-up invul. Then you stick Lorgar out in front, uh, because he's got now he could reroll all his saves. So he's got a two plus rerollable armor save and a two plus rerollable or a four plus rerollable invul save. So if they shoot small arms that you get your armor, you just take two up rerollables on Lorgar. And then if they shoot something that would ignore your armor, you just look out Sir to a Galvorback that gets a three up invul save and yeah. he's got two wounds. So that's I got out there in my you know, my drop pod and cast those powers. My rhinos just like shot up the board. I just like flat outed them just to try it. Cause the object, the mission we were playing was the one I read earlier where you get two points for each scoring unit in your opponent's deployment zone. And then one point for each denial unit. Um, so they shot up there and then, um, Zardu Layak was attached to that big terminator squad, giving them because of, uh, dark brethren gives any all your independent characters preferred enemy which transfers to the squad and then he's also has hatred because he's a chaplain and makes him fearless so i ca uh, i cast the basic summoning power with him and summoned uh another unit of 10 plague bearers threw them out there um kind of behind my spartan to protect it because he was trying to sneak around with this other squadron of Krios. so it would make him to where if he tried to advance on that spartan or get in my deployment zone those plague bearers would be standing there um so anyway, I was like in his face right off the bat. So he takes that Thanatar that shoots all those blasts and casts one of those cy the Cyberthurgy powers where it gets to shoot twice. Right, yeah. So he, he gets to shoot eight small blasts at my Galvorback. I think he killed a guy. God dang. That's um, so brutal with that three up, dude. Like, yeah, something. and then he, he, shot, he, shot some, he shot a Stalax at him, shot a Thrill shot, all that. I think he ended up killing two Galvorback. And you know, basically shooting his whole army at him. Um, I think he blew up one of my rhinos because he had some Creos that were just that had you know tried to outflank the spark from the other side on turn one when he'd failed to kill it, and they were out of position to do anything to the Galvorback, so he just shot shot him at one of my rhinos and immobilized it or blew it up or something. Um, so I just, then I just have this like vision of like this black fucking flame going around Lorgar and his Galvorback, like just yeah. this un like natural, like, you know, when like the, the authors are like, it was just an unholy cursed earth. Like just, it was just, he spewed unholy flames. Like, man, it's so solid. Just like, what right. a brutal so then, combo. So then in, in, during his turn, during his second turn, uh, my Terminators uh, finished off the, uh, one and a half Castellacs that they were in combat with. So on my turn two, they were freed up to do what they wanted. And then on my Galvorback, you know, it, it stood around for a turn, so now they could charge. So I roll for reserves. You take that big Plague Bear squad, you give them an instrument, because a lot of people that are listening to this that only play 30K probably don't know about the Demon 40K Codex. But there's a piece of war gear in Demons. It's the demonic instrument that allows you to, when you roll... When you, when you have a unit with a instrument in reserve, you can roll for reserve for them, and if they come in, they can drag another unit that's in reserve with them in. Like, the second unit doesn't have to roll. They can bring somebody with them. So I roll for the Plague Bearers, and they come in, so they drag the Great Unclean One with them. So I don't have to roll for him. And then because I had Cursed Earth from the first turn that Lorgar came in, they don't scatter if they land within 12 inches of Lorgar. So I just no scatter deep struck a great unclean one and these other 14 plague bears right back there in the backfield with the Galvorback and everything that's already running rampant. 
So now basically Samson's whole army is pinched between this line of ten cataphracti that just murdered the Castellax. I mean, I think he killed, you know, three or four at that point, but still Zardulak and like six cataphracti and a Spartan is in front. And then he's got uh, like six, seven Galvorback, a Primarch, another chaplain character like Charybdis and now a great unclean one and demons. And then I'd already summoned that other squad of demons to go after his other, you know, Creoses. And then I had just had some tactical Marines come up the other flank where he can't like try to squeeze out the back. I mean, not to, I mean, the thing is he has these Creoses that are only armor 10 on the back, so he can't get them too close to those tactical Marines. Cause I'll kill them with, you know, crack grenades Boltifier. or whatever, <laughs> anything or bolt fire or whatever. So, um, He's kind of in trouble. Oh, plus on his turn two, he tried to deep strike his uh, his Thalax, and one of them mishapped, and he rolled a one where they de- were destroyed. Fuck. So I was just like, I'm so sorry. I, we, were, <laughs> we were laughing. I was like, I was like, well, all you got to do is not roll a one. Like it's not that bad if you just don't roll one. They'll just go back in ongoing reserves, and they auto come in next turn. Rolls a one. I'm like, Ugh. so I just said, man, just put him back in reserve. I don't care. Just roll for him again next turn. Like he didn't get him. So. Uh, I don't even know. But anyway, so all this stuff comes in. The Galvorback, he he screened uh, his two Magoses and a Stanitar with these uh, Thralls. So I just assaulted the Thralls with the Galvorback, and then my Terminators assaulted his one, his Thalax squad on the table with the Photon Thruster. So I murder all that. My Plague Bears that I had summoned on turn two, um, or on turn one, pull off a really, really long charge, like a, a nine-inch charge, and get into his other Creo squadron. And um, Plague Bear's auto-glance on uh, sixes because they have the, a touch of rust on their sword. So it, it doesn't matter what armor, if you fight, if you, ro- you, know, you roll sixes, you glance shit out. So my Spartan had turned around and shot its quad last cannon at one of the two Creoses and blew it up, and then the other one that didn't die assaulted with the Plague Bears and killed it. So now he's down four Creoses, and then, like I said, I, so I came in, killed his Thralls, I've already killed his Castellax, my Terminators kill these Thalax, so on his turn, he decides, well, I'm going to take Scoria, this other Magos, attach him to this Thanatar that now can't shoot, because I've used a Cybermancy power on it, and just try to dump all of that into these Galvorback and get rid of them, like, get, you know, because he's three different toughnesses, because the one Magos is tough five, Scory is tough six, and the Thanatar is tough eight. He can use tough eight as majority toughness. Yeah. So he charges in, and um, it actually it worked pretty well, except Dark uh, Lorgar has that uh, Dark Fortune where once per game you can choose an enemy unit, and that unit, when rolling to wound, or when rolling to hit and wound against Lorgar, they have to re-roll all, all successful hits and wounds that you roll a five or a six for. Fuck. <laughs> so not only did I have all those psychic powers up, but I choose the one turn that he assaults in, I dark fortune his unit, where now it like all the he has to re-roll all his successes. So it makes him like where he doesn't hit for shit, doesn't wound for shit, and then I have like inball saves everywhere. So I think Scoria did one wound to Lorgar. Um he got one hit through and then on his D three rolled a one. And wow. then um my Galvorback put a bunch of wounds on his other Magos and then got him down to one, and then he started putting wounds on the Thanatar and got it down to one, but they were still sticking around. So then on my turn, my big Plague Hulk finally came in from reserve, which I, I didn't really need it at this point. It was just dumping gasoline on a 
dumpster fire. <laughs> but, but it it came in. Um, I don't think it did anything. It just like shot whatever. Me like we knew where the game was going. Like we were already laughing about it. So um, the great unclean one and the plague bearers charge in. You know to join that combat. So now Scoria, this Magos that has one wound, and this other guy that has one wound or, you know, standing around with all these Galvorvac, Lorgar, um, Zardu Layak and the two remaining Terminators that had fought the, 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 you know, all this other shit, they charge in. So now he's got Terminators, Zardu, um, Lorgar, another chaplain, Galvorvac, a great unclean one and 14 plague bearers all pounding on these three guys. So it got you know, kill, you know, score. Just, just lay down, bro. Just, just yeah. lay down. Killed all that. But the, the actual thing that I enjoyed the most, I mean, it, it's, it, I feel bad cause it's Samson and I, I like him, but I got my, he wasn't able to kill my Charybdis on the turn that Atlanta cause he had to focus all the fire on the Galvorback that had got out. Yeah. So my Charybdis on turn three had went into flyer mode and uh, flown over and shot, because of the, the way when you put it up on its flight stand, all those missiles face forward. So I was able to fire all 10 of those missiles into the back of a Creo squadron. <laughs> and so I blew one of the squadron up and then like immobilized the other one. So then on the next turn, I just land behind it and then flame, you know, did the, the flame thing over the top of it and melted it. So took that out. So I think he had like a couple units of Thalax just kind of like running or like basically running away from this like slaughter fest that was going on. And we called it at that point. That's fucking brutal, man. I've always heard you talk about this, like uh just ridiculous, like Lorgar dropping cursed earth and all this stuff. And like, dude, I'm all about games where it's like no fucking gloves, just like no holds barred. Just fucking let it, let it happen. Don't pull any yep. punches. It's well, like, that great, what people don't understand, so that great unclean one, I didn't even get into all that. So, because Lorgar has Cursed Earth up, it increases the, any demon's end ball save by one. So those 14 Plague Bearers went from a 5-up end ball to a 4-up. That great unclean one went from a 5-up end ball to a 4-up. And then you get, you could buy these demonic gifts, which are like a random, it's almost like psychic powers, but they're always active, you roll them random. So the greater gifts in the demon's book are all really good. So I rolled one called Corpalescent, which gives me... Um, plus one wound to my profile and the it will not die special rule on the great unclean one. So the great unclean one at that point had seven wounds and he's tough seven. And, um, and then I rolled the other one, which gives him a four up, feel no pain. So he had a four up, feel no pain. And then when he deep struck in, he's in that bubble. So he had a four up invul with a four up, feel no pain with and seven wounds with, with it will not die. And then because he's a level three psyker with biomancy, I roll up iron arm <laughs> so I cast Iron Arm on him, so he goes to tough 10. And then for my lesser gift, um, you always just trade it in for the weapon. So he gets this thing called a Plague Flail. It just adds plus one to strength, which he's normally six, so he goes to seven. So then with Iron Arm, it goes to 10. So he's strength 10, tough 10, like six or seven attacks on the charge. I don't remember. He's pretty high weapon skill, too. He's like initiative four or five with like at like weapon skill seven with like five or six attacks. You know, he's brutal. And I, he had life leech, too. So even if you did put wounds on him, he could just shoot some thralls with, like, a strength 6 AP2 shooting attack that gives him wounds back. So it was ugly. It was it was bad. So, I mean, you could do some really, really mean shit word bearers if you want to. I guess that's all that boils down to. Scoria so, didn't stand a chance. 
I mean, not. To, I mean, Samson's his list was definitely. I mean, he had you know six Krios Venatars, Thanatar, cast like all the stuff you think of Mechanicum, Scoria, you know, all this other stuff. So I mean, he he wasn't you know trying to take it on you know easy on me either, which is cool. I like games like that, like you said. I, dude, I feel I, like th- I've I feel seen like thirty k thirty k is balanced enough. You can do like it's not it's not. A, I mean. I guess word bears take it to the next level because they drag the 40k fuckery of the the really over the top psychic phase, which kind of ruins 40k into the game. Like Lorgar being able to pick his powers. I mean, I'll say this as a word bear player that really likes word like word bears, and like I'm the biggest like Lorgar defender. Like everybody always is like Lorgar's this weedy, you know, pussy or whatever, and all this stuff, and they make fun of Lorgar. Um, but if you read the book, like I actually think he's cool. Like you read Betrayer and stuff, he's like kind of like this dark like genius he's all quiet and shit like with his evil plotting um and uh he's like arguing with ang like basically tells anger on your fucking meathead you know like oh yeah like all that's like i actually like i really like Lorgar. i think he's cool so being a big fan of word bears having the army and all that i'll just straight tell you like i think it if you know what you're doing and a I'll just say it. You abuse that stuff; it gets out of control. It's like the only army I feel like you could really push the envelope into territory that probably doesn't need to be in the game. <laughs> just saying, dude. Like that is next level cranked it to eleven demons, dude. Straight up. Well, I mean that's that's I mean that's a, it's like a forty k army. It's like a forty k tournament army at that point. You're you, like the only thing that I'm will always refuse to do is go after visibility. Like, even if I, like, I don't even pick telepathy, but if I did and rolled up invisibility, I would just, set, you know, tell my opponent, hey, just let me reroll. I'm not using this bullshit power. It's too, it's too broken. It's too ridiculous. So. You're a class act, Ryan. You're a damn class yeah, act. Yeah, I'm such a class act. I used, uh, Kurt, like, got, gave all my guys three up in both sets. Gave but, you great I and mean, clean one iron arm. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in, in defense of that, though, I mean. Yeah, that's pretty brutal given the Galvor back at three up involve. But I mean, there are at least there are units that already exist with three up involve saves. Like you can take Fire Drakes and give them three up involve. They're two wound guys, and you know, so they exist. So it's not like I'm doing something that doesn't really exist already um, there. But I mean, it doesn't make it any less, you know, mean. It is pretty mean. But at least you recognize it. Yeah. But anyway, that was pretty much you know the event here we went out to eat we got a lot of good food ate at all the really good local restaurants bought a ton of booze drank a ton of booze played a ton of different games um pretty fun had a bunch of good laughs got to meet a lot of cool guys um yeah pretty fun really enjoyed it damn dude i'm jelly i'm jelly i should have been there should have gone yep well Anytime, man. My door's always open. Yeah, man. We got a little tour of your house on the last webcast, and uh, that's a sweet pad you got set up there. Just the basement, even just the basement, like. Yep, just the basement. It's better than most game shops I've been in. (laughs) So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Oh, I also built. I know we've already went through hobby progress, but I did build that uh, turret for my my already painted bane blade. I built a. I sent you that picture. I built that pretty pretty sweet uh stormblade turret that i it's obviously not painted yet but i thought it looked pretty cool looks very cool dude very because norm normally that gun you know is like down in the hole on the non-turret version but to actually put it on a turret i actually think it 
you know, looks pretty sweet. It does, dude. It looks fantastic on that gun. It looks so, so solid. I mean, it definitely looks like that thing shoots some fucking shells, some massive-ass shells, <laughs> takes down some buildings. So did you play any games? No, haven't got any games in, man. Uh, I was supposed to go... Actually, I'll have one tomorrow. I'll actually be in Corpus Christi tomorrow to go get... They got an Escalation League going on that I'm a part of. And uh, got to go get my game in for this month. So I'm going to be running a 500-point Blood Angels list. Uh, not real confident in it, but there's no vehicles for the first month. So basically, I'm just going to have like a bunch of dudes running around. It's going to be a shitty list. But, you know, it's whatever. Be playing that tomorrow. Have fun with it. Those guys yeah. don't uh, don't play too much 30k. They're all of them are just starting into horse heresy. So uh, I'll actually be grabbing the Zone Mortalis board. I actually asked the guy that I'm gonna play against. I asked him, I was like, "Hey, dude, you have you ever played on a Zone Mortalis board?" Or and he's like, "No." He's like, "I've never played Zone Mortalis." I was like, "All right, cool. We'll get a couple practice games in and uh, see see if how you like it, and we'll get our Escalation game in after we do a couple practice games." So looking forward to that, dude. I'm looking forward to them like seeing it. Zone Mortalis board, but unfortunately, since then, I haven't got any games in. Hmm. Doing all the worked on, worked on my Jeep. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, that's all I did. So, so yeah, man, that was that was your your little event there. Yep, it was definitely fun. Had a good time. So, well, all right then. Well, I guess moving on, man. Uh, you want to jump into these questions? You want to get these questions out of the way? Go ahead and help some people out there on the internet. We can do that. Um, let's see here. Let's go to question. Let me bring up. I got you sent it to me this email here. Let's start with the Alexis Pollux one, since it's pretty easy. Okay. You want to read it out? Yeah, I got it. All right. So, like I said, guys, what we did was we went ahead and pulled some questions from the warhammer 30k subreddit from you guys out there uh basically the way i kept it was i looked for ones that didn't have a lot of upvotes and didn't have a lot of uh comments to them so it looks like some of these do have comments on them now but you know i mean hey at least now they're gonna have more with audio you just listen to them you don't have to read it's like with audiobook version so anyway the first question we're gonna go and throw out there is from a user Nirok, and he says, okay, is uh, the title is the Alexis Pollux Escort. Okay, so I want to put Alex, uh, I want to put Pollux in an assault ram. However, Breachers and Phalanx are minimum 10-man squads, so he can't go with them. What can I What can I take a 9-man squad of that'll complement Pollux? Cataphractic Terminators. Cataphractic <laughs> Terminators. Did I answer that fast enough? That's as fast as you can get. Um, but- so... The, okay, so the reason I say this is th- there's a couple, obviously a couple options, but if he's wanting to, let's see, he wanting to put him in an assault ram. The assault ram has that special rule that treats bulky, like it gets rid of the bulky rule. So if you want to take advantage of all the rules that uh, are available to you, it seems silly not to try to put a bulky unit in there to use it. So it's called Misery Cord, I believe is the name of the rule. So I would personally put ten cataphract in there. They're you know they're fluffy. They're in the fluff. They're used for the same things that breachers are used for, like assaulting, uh, like a heavily defended area, taking a bunch of enemy fire, sucking up bullets or whatever, like zone mortalis actions and all that. 
so it's going to fit the same fluff that purposes that breachers would. Um, and you can give them, I mean, you could just stick with basic cataphracty and, you know, give them like power fist, uh, and chain fist and combi bolters, which would be good. And then that would also take advantage of your, um, ballistic skill five on bolt guns. So you get, you know, to double dip there, just like the breachers would, but they're even better on terminators cause they're going to become twin linked. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably your best choice. You could even, we've talked about it in previous episodes, talking about uses for uh, different, di I think somebody else's Imperial Fist list, uh, combi weapons, like actual like combi plasmas or combi melts are actually really good on Imperial Fist Terminators because once you shoot the combi weapon, the actual combi part of it, and you're just stuck with a bolter, normally, because that gets rid of the twin-linked uh, version part of a of the uh, gun that Terminators normally have, but with Imperial Fist, because you go to Ballistic Skill 5, it softens that blow, so even though your bolters aren't twin-linked anymore, you're still hitting on twos, so it's not that big a deal. So you could consider doing that. Um, if you want to go like super over-the-top with the shields, you could, uh, Imperial Fist are also the only guys that can take uh, Thunderhammer Storm Shield uh, Terminators in 30k, other than Salamanders. So you could uh, take a bunch of Terminators with uh, Storm Shields as well with him, which would be pretty cool. The only other option, like if you want to run a Powered Armor option, I would say Veterans. The new Legion Veterans are awesome. You could take uh, the uh, the ones that give you the plus one weapon skill if you're wanting to you know, get into Assault with them because they're four attacks piece on the charge and give them like, some power, uh, power weapons and stuff because anybody in the squad can take a power weapon or you can give them sniper or different things but i think cataphracty is the best choice personally what about a tataris with vigil pattern storm shields like i mean I know yeah that's yeah if you were doing storm shield terminators that's i would go the other way like you're saying if you're going to put shields on them go with the guys that can sweep yep. i mean it's a lot of points i think it's five but extra if you're, points for yeah those. but if you're if you're not going to go shields and keep your bolters go cataphracty yeah, it's 10 points for Cataphracti, 15 points for everything else. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's a solid choice. Yep. So, that, like I said, that takes advantage of your, uh, the Misery Cord rule. I mean, if you're not going to take advantage of that, I don't know. I don't, I mean. Then why take it? Just, then just take deep, it? deep strike them like normal, like everybody else does with I mean, that's, the Void that's Commander my thing. rule. That, that's kind of the other thing, like putting Pollux in assault ram. You're not you're not able to use his uh, deep striking rule, which is a little bit of a waste. But it is what it is. You know, one thing I've always wondered about is, uh, have you ever seen Pollux with a uh, heavy weapon squad? Uh, no. Me either. It's kind of kind of bums me out because I think he he gives them. If I remember reading, Clark, I read it earlier. He's supposed to give them tank hunter, I believe. Um, Imperial and all Imperial Fist Devastator or all Imperial Fist heavy support squads have tank hunter just straight up for being Imperial Fist. Oh, you're right. So I was, th yeah, yeah. I was thinking but about the problem it. is on the, on the turn they deep strike, they don't, you know, they count as moving because so you have a yeah. snap fire. So not worth it. it. I mean, it could be a pain in the dick hole if they have like a small army and they've like piled into one half of the deployment zone or all up in the front and you drop them like. 
you know, where you're hitting them in the flank or hit, like put something in the back of the deployment zone where you snap fire for one turn, but then the rest of the game, you know, you're getting shot at. But I, I guess I figure the earliest to come in is turn two, and then they have to snap fire, so really turn three. And a lot of heresy games only go five turns, so you really only get three turns out of them at best. Not worth it. Not worth giving. I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, what are the best units out there to just, like, four... Uh, for Imperial Fist to get Deep Strike, and like that was one of the ones I thought was like real interesting, but yeah, I could only think I of like do, I would do support squad, like a plasma support squad would be pretty brutal. Or like I said, my favorite uh, is actually Cataphracty Terminators with uh, eight combi plasmas and two assault cannons in it. Put Pollux in there, just unload. Because I mean, you're getting ten Cataphracty and a you know a pretty nasty character dumped right in your deployment zone and then you're unloading on somebody with all this combi plasmas and assault cannons on the turn they come in and then after that they're not only uh, you know you still have the two assault cannons and all the bolter fire but they're also a major close combat threat and they're also going to be scoring because terminators have implacable advance so you can't mo a lot of the heresy missions you just can't afford to have that running around in your deployment zone without dealing with it yeah, I guess the problem I see with the assault ram is that is sets you up for what a turn three charge. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Um, just putting any like any big assault unit in a flyer, I just think's a bad idea. I mean, I, like I've you said, happen. Yeah, at an absolute minimum, it's turn three. I guess I just use a charybdis. It comes in automatically turn one, turn two. You're assaulting hundred percent. Yeah. That actually, with the if you just use Pollux's rule, then that's going to get you turn two, possibly. Which no, because he he deep strikes in on turn two and then turn three assault. Same no, same yeah. scenario. Yeah, but with his deep strike, it's free. You're not paying a for a three hundred point flyer. You know, and then you can at least shoot because if he's staying in the flyer on turn two, he's not even shooting or whatever unit he's with isn't shooting. I've seen some turn four flyers come on. Actually, at Adepticon, I saw a turn four Storm Eagle come in with the uh, Cataphractor Terminators inside of it, and I felt so bad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> game's <laughs> over, guys. Game, game ends turn five, and they're still <laughs> sitting around. Yeah, it sucks. So, so you hear that in Iraq? Uh, looks like some Cataphractor Terminators. Uh, possibly, dude, I know you want to use that Assault Ram, but... I mean, there's other things that could go in there. And Charybdis. But Charybdis is going to be the way to go. So, uh, yeah. But definitely definitely look into that deep strike rule that Pollux has. I mean, Call Forge World and tell them you want the painted one that's uh, that they show as an example. It's painted Imperial Fist for the example of the Charybdis on the website. So tell them you want that one. <laughs> or when it, shows, when it shows up in the mail, say you want, you need to return that one because it's not painted yellow like the one in the picture. <laughs> They'll get it. They have great customer service. All right, so there's that one. Which one do you want to do next? The Angel's Wrath one or the Volkite or the Black Shields? Uh, I want to do the Black Shields last. Okay, so let's go with how would you start an Angel's Wrath list? I mean, what models would you choose first? Okay, this is actually from uh, C. Monty G-Man. Sounds like a sweet dude. I was going to get a Betrayal Calf and then two Storm Eagles and a Fire Raptor started off with plans to get Xiphons. 
And I'm a Death Guard player. Yes, I know it's not Fluffy, but every Legion had an Air Corp. So basically, he wants to run an Air Corp Death Guard list. How would you start an Angel Wrath list? Well, I know he's already said it, but I would start by not taking Death Guard. But if he's dead set on Death Guard, um, what he's what he's wanting to select there, I'm I'm down with everything except I don't like Xiphons. I don't understand what you're supposed to do with them. Like they don't do anything better than they're like easily the worst fire in 30k by a fairly large margin. I yeah, think. I I actually own three Xiphons and I ran three Xiphons until I realized how much better every other flyer <laughs> available. Yeah. It, 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 like even even then it was just like Xiphons, then I moved over to Lightnings, now I'm moving over to Avengers, and then like now I'm looking at the Thunderbolt like fuck, dude. Well, I mean I still think the Avenger is probably like we've talked about this several times too. I still think the Avenger is the best all around. I mean it's not the it's not the absolute best at any one thing. Like the Fire Raptor is the best anti infantry, you know, on the you know, shooting at ground target anti infantry. And the, the Lightning is still the best tank killer just because, you know, you can load it out with all those Krakens. But the Avenger does both of those roles for less points than both of those planes, you know. And, and so I just feel like it's, it's you know, the best just because of its flexibility. Um, this thing is the only, I guess what this thing is actually designed for is just killing other jets. It's air superiority fighter. But the problem I have with it is it costs more than all these other flyers. So it's like, okay, so their Avenger comes in, shoots a bunch of shit, kills a bunch of shit, and then your Xiphon shoots down their Avenger, and then, like, it doesn't have a job. And then if they have another plane, they'll just shoot, you know, your Avenger down. I don't I don't know. I just, or your Xiphon down. So I just don't like it. It's not that great. So... Yeah, the, I just think it's weird because, like we were talking about, the Xiphon's primary function, I guess, is like an anti-flyer, uh, like fighter jet. But I feel like the Fire Raptor is also better at that job, too. For only a couple, like, think a fully decked out Fire Raptor is only like two twenty-five or two thirty, so it's only like twenty twenty-five points more. And it can—it's the only jet that I'm aware of that can potentially shoot shoot down or at least make jink four other planes because you can shoot the missiles at one the auto cannons at two more and then the main gun with power of the machine spirit at something else so the three roles that you would use a jet in ground attack um, against infantry ground attack against vehicles or air attack against other flyers the fire raptor does two of those roles better and the uh avenger and lightning do the other role better and then when you put on top of that that the fire raptor is four uh hole points and higher armor i just i don't really see the purpose of the xiphon i could see i feel like the xiphon should be like 150 points you know be like that cheap flyer that is just for killing other flyers like a you know what i mean like a cheap counter to flyers absolutely yeah I mean, if they did that, people would run it because you'd be like, well, this is my anti-flyer. I'll throw a Xiphon in there. And then if they don't run a plane, you've not like it's not as hard of a hit to take. And then if they have like a Dreadnought or something, you could maybe try to take it out. But it's just too much of a points investment for 
it's very, very limited role. Uh, it's not even like, like I said, it's really good, I guess, at killing other jets, but only one other jet per turn. I am, and the jets that you're typically going to run into in 30k are just like low armor, two whole point things. So you don't really need all those strength nine, strength eight, low AP guns that that thing has on it to kill them. And so, a fire raptor is going to do that all day. <laughs> right against multiple jets so i don't know i just i just don't t- don't like it so if you're wanting to run the four planes in your list i would definitely go um dual fire raptor and dual storm eagle because the storm eagle will provide you a good anti-tank because two storm eagles if you put the last cannons on the wings will have four twin link last cannon shots and then you can put multi-meltas in the nose and have two twin link multi-melta shots and then the top guns, you can use uh, Power of the Machine Spirit to shoot the uh, double tap uh, large blast missile launcher at uh, infantry. So you'll have four pipe plates you can power the Machine Spirit off and shoot at other stuff. So, I mean, that right there would be pretty solid. The only thing I see, the only problem is four flyers plus your infantry are going to be loaded up in them, it sounds like, you'll lose the game automatically because you don't have anything that starts the game on the ground. So I recommend taking, if you're wanting to run a list similar to this, take a uh, Charybdis loaded up with uh, some nasty uh, Death Guard specialty Terminators with like your character to unlock the Rite of War stuffed in it. Uh, I highly recommend Death Shroud since they're two wounds and they're pretty tough and you can put Typhon or Mortarian or both in the unit. Um, I, I've not seen a Death Guard player do this yet and I don't know why, but like my one of my worst fears of running into a Death Guard player is a guy that would take a Charybdis with uh, like eight, seven or eight Death... How many? I think you do eight Death Shroud and then, or maybe only seven. We'll do seven. It's fluffy. It's Nurgle's number. So we'll say seven Death Shroud, <laughs> uh, Typhon, uh, and um, Mortarian in there. So that thing drops in your back lines. Does uh, D, uh, It does one Strength 6 AP5 hit to every model within three plus a D3 inches of the hole, which the hole's like eight inches across, so it's a huge area. And it hits that particular hit, ignores cover, and hits vehicles on its weakest armor. So you're not going to blow tanks up with it necessarily, but I can't tell you how many times I've dropped into, like, somebody's backfield and, like, stunned their Scorpus Whirlwind, where it's at least not shooting at you for a turn, or stunned a Medusa, or, you know, a Sikorin, or a, a Krios Venator, or any of these, like, rear armor 10 tanks that have a lot of offensive output. You can at least, you know, stun them, immobilize them, blow the gun off of them. Um, and they can't really do anything about it. Then the guys get out. Mortarian throws a Phosphex bomb on you. Uh, and then the other guys open up with shredding hand flamers, kill a bunch of dudes. And then the Crypt just shoots its missiles at you. And then if you try to counter assault the unit, you get overwatched with a bunch of shredding hand flamers. And then when you get into combat, Typhon has rad grenades. So you're at minus one strength and or minus one toughness, and then you get cut to pieces by those stupid axes those guys have. And then because they have implacable advance, they're scoring still, so it gives you another scoring unit to go in your army. And because they're tough, they're terminators with two wounds. They're really tough. So even if that's the only unit you put on the board, like trying to remove a Charybdis and those terminators in one turn isn't likely 
so it gives you a whole turn for your flyers and stuff to come in and start supporting them without you losing the game. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be something in the enemy's backfield that they have to deal with. And I mean, if even if by like, let's say second turn, nah, well, no, yeah, no second turn, you get a charge off. You can totally just fuck their world up. Any of their like interceptor or anything like that. Uh, I guess they'd still get a chance to shoot at you because it's not going to be into your assault phase, but I mean, still there's a chance you could use those missile launchers to clear out any interceptor or anything like that, like Derradeos or, uh, you'd be hard pressed to kill a Derradeo. I mean, you could put something in the Charybdis to kill a Derradeo, but I mean, I guess I wouldn't work. I mean, okay, cool. You have a Derradeo. Well, I have four, four whole point flyers that are armor 12 coming in. You know, good good luck, buddy. I'll jink with the one you shoot at. You probably won't kill it, and then the other three smoke you. So, <laughs> either way, it's like you've I got. I mean, that's that's a, a giant... lot of flyer armor and whole point. I mean, armor twelve four whole point flyers are no joke. They're hard to take down. And you got this giant sandwich army, which is on both sides of you. So yeah, that's pretty much what I would look into doing. Uh, throw you in. Uh, a Charybdis. The other cool thing about that right of war, I think what it's you're limited to things that deep strike, right? Uh, the yes, you're limited to things that can deep strike. You can't take any tanks that aren't flyer or skimmers. It gives your fire raptor double strafing run. Um, <laughs> gives it super. Your storm eagles, your storm eagles gain it. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know why they tell you that it gives your fire raptor strafing run when it already has it too. Yeah. So I assume that means double strafing run. Uh, but yeah, limited to units with jump infantry, skimmer, jet bike types, as well as infantry units, which begin the game in a transport with that as a skimmer or flyer. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, once again, it's not super fluffy for Death Guard, but Javelin's got a huge boost. You could run those in the army. Uh, jet bikes you could put in there and start those on the board because they have the deep strike rule so you can take them but you don't necessarily have to put it that that right award doesn't make you put stuff in deep strike reserve it just has to have the deep strike rule so um i don't know uh but i still think you know dread calls are kind of the way to go um because you can even take any terminators uh now that are five five terminators or less can take a dread call as a dedicated transport so you might think about just running your two 10-man minimum tax squads and throwing them in Storm Eagles and then taking your Fire Raptors and then take your character and then just take as many like five-man Terminator squads and Dread Claws as you can just to get you a bunch of scoring units and stuff that gets down you know, turn one so you don't lose the game if you're wanting to stick with basic units. Because you get five you get five Terminators in that Calf box of yours, so that might even that might actually be your first... Step one there is to get a dread call to stick those five terminators in, and then go get you a Charybdis to put your, um, you know, big specialty unit in or whatever. I don't know. A couple different options there. That sounds like a great idea. The the Charybdis like massive unit sounds like just. A if solid. you don't already own the Storm Eagle, what you might consider is re- so take one Storm Eagle, put one tax squad in there, get two dread calls, put a tax squad in one dread call, take the other dread call and put the five terminators in it and then get the Charybdis and put the character in the big specialty squad in it. That way you're getting two dread calls turn one, you know, one with either the terminators or tax and then one with the Charybdis with the big unit. Then on turn two, you're rolling for your other three flyers and your other dread call to come in. That way you're getting more units turn one. That's probably what I would do. If you already own the storm Eagle, 
Um, I mean, that's fine. Just do like what we talked about earlier. If you're, uh, is probably your best option. So yeah, that sounds perfect. So try that out, Mister C Monty G Man. Let us know. Uh, so we went over the Alexis Palax escort, the Angels Wrath list. Uh, how about the Black Shield help? How about we go over that? I thought there was one. There was a Volkite question. I do. We oh, can yeah. answer that real quick. It's it's the easiest one to answer, I think. So this comes from Lokerin, uh, Salamander's player. He wants to know how can you resist a Volkite heavy opponent? So it looks like he has a guy in his meta that's probably playing a shitload of Volkite. Okay, well, step one, you have an app for that. Your Salamanders. Vulcan cannot be hurt by any Volkite weapon in the game because he has its strength and rounds it down, and nothing is strength eight that's Volkite. So you put Vulcan in a drop pod, put it in his backfield, and say, go fuck your mother, and run around and play whack-a-mole with all those Volkite guys because they can't hurt. So, boom, done. Um, you can also do the same with Cass and Dracos. He's armor 14. Volkite doesn't hurt him. You can run around, kill all his dudes, can't do anything to you. You can um, take fire drakes. They give no fuck about Volkite. They got two up armor save, two wounds. Don't really put him in a Spartan. He can't hurt the Spartan. You drive the Spartan up while he's shooting ineffectual heat beams at it. It doesn't hurt it. You get out, you whip his ass. Um, I mean, there's a ton of answers to it. Uh, Basically, you can put, I mean... You can put your guys in Dread Claws because they come in right on top of him and they're armor 12, so he's only going to glance them on sixes and you're going to be able to jink. So even just like 10 Bolter guys in a Dread Claw, you drop in with the Dread Claw, he shoots the Dread Claw, doesn't do anything, you get out with your Bolter Marines, you rapid fire in his face, kill half his dudes, you know, stuff like that. It's I, I guess he maybe he's just taken a, like he has a, Maybe he just owns a calf box and he's just marching Marines at a wall of Volkite Colverans. If that's the case and you can't afford to buy any models and you're playing with a dick face that wants to do that, send me his picture and I'll piss on it because <laughs> he needs to recognize that you don't have the money or assets right now to go out and buy models to counter that and he's being a fuck face. So. He, he does say that he's heavily invested in Storm Eagles right now. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, what? I... All right, well, fly your Storm Eagle over there going to hover mode in front of him and assault him. I, like, you shouldn't be, like, losing Storm Eagles to Volkite, I wouldn't think. Yeah, he says, so, I'm leaning towards Predator since they're very point efficient. I don't need their weapon upgrades when serving this role, and they can shrug Colverns while also having comparable range. And I have a single heavy slot remaining, currently not using any fast attack slots due to Tarantula nerf. Oh, so he was using Tarantulas at one point. Mm. okay that's very interesting well, i know I, st- I still i mean my favorite is just like oh cool you want to run like say the guy's running 30 volca at colverans great i would literally park my shit on the back of my deployment zone stay out of range and just put like you know five five flamer ship birds and vulcan in a drop pod drop them down separate vulcan off sacrifice the ship birds and then just literally kill his whole army with vulcan as he can't do anything to it because he's loaded up on so much volcite be hilarious. <laughs> so fucking brutal. So Vulcan's the answer. So take Vulcan. Because it's like, oh, I, I charge in. Okay, I don't even bother swinging at you. I just place this small blast and remove half your unit. Okay, because uh, of the earth shatter thing on the hammer. I don't even have to roll any dice. Oh, it auto hits. 
Here's, oh, look, there's five that aren't ones. That's five guys. Pass a leadership check on three. Oh, you don't? Okay, cool. You're sweeping advanced. I consolidate over here next to these shitheads. Oh, they shoot me? That doesn't do anything to me. Oh, you're assaulted. Just rinse, repeat. It's hilarious. That's a, yeah, that's a solid answer right there. Maybe. Or, or do or do the, the double dick list and put Vulcan in one pod and Cassian Dracos in the other and just do the same thing, like put both in his back, like, okay, I got an armor 14 dreadnought. You're shooting me with streak six Vulcite. Mm, yeah, not not going to do a lot. No so, answer. He's right like, there. well, my sergeant has melted bombs. Okay, that's cool. I'm immune to that too. Definitely Cassian Dracos would be the, the answer on that. I mean, it's straight up cast like just you're not wasting Lord of War choice. He's solid, immune to immune to all sorts of armor bane, everything like that. And I just think Vulcan's even funnier though, because he's just I mean, it's hilarious to do that to somebody. It's like Oh, you think you're cute? Because then it's like oh, even if he has like plasma or something in his army to try to kill somebody's primark, he's immune to that too. He's immune to so much stuff. He's really hard like Vulcan running around on his own is Far and away the hardest primer to kill. I mean, there's very few answers to it. <laughs> so there you go, man. Pretty easy enough on that one. Looks like, I don't know, if, if you do have a Dick Fred friend that is uh, running all of the uh, Volkite and doesn't get, catch you a break because all you have is some uh, battle, Betrayal Calth stuff, just send the picture our way. We'll take care of it. And, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do good. So, yeah, there's that. So the last one, you, you yep. want me to read this question off? Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to answer this because I kind of want to build an army like this guy's talking about. So I'll, I'll try not to, because we've already ran a little long, I guess. I don't want to get like super, super, super into it. But I ha- like I know exactly the answer to his question that and he, and he should listen. I mean, I can't drive to his house and force him to listen. But he should really listen. That's all I'm saying. Just gonna scream it into the mic. Just gonna scream. Well, I, I talk loud anyway, but Michael turns me down so I don't abuse your ears like I would if you were in person with me. But <laughs> so this comes from Nuke and Forget. He asked for Black Shield help. He said he has a small amount of models that he would like to expand into a full Black Shield force for 30k, but he doesn't know what to get to further his cause. He currently has 20 stock Marines, five Plasma Marines, a Contemptor with dual carries. Uh, Five Terminators in Cataphractor Armor with Power Fist, a Reaver Lord with a Halo, uh, the limited Paragon Halo Blade. Blade. Yeah, Halo Blade. Then yep. Kirtha said from Betrayal Calf, but I don't know what to run him as. I was planning on taking the Chimera option, I guess that's Chimera, with plus one weapon skill yep. and bliss skill, but minus two leadership. I don't like taking too many vehicles, and I like artillery. Any advice would be appreciated. Good luck, and have a great day. Boom. Take it away, Ryan. Unload. Okay. Well, the only thing that I he would really need to change, in my opinion, what, what he's describing is st- stick with the the Chimera or Chimera or Chimera, whatever they, however they want you to pronounce it, but get rid of the weapon skill, ballistic skill option, and instead take the plus one strength and plus one toughness option. Um, you're minus one initiative, minus one to charge and run distances and may not make sweeping advances. So to me, because he's already got Cataphracty in there, right? So having tough five, uh, strength 10 Cataphracty, because he's got power fist on his Cataphracty, and then the drawback is they get minus one to their initiative when they strike at initiative one anyway. 
and they get minus one to their, or they can't sweep in advance, which they can't do anyway. You know, who really gives a shit? Um, he says he doesn't like taking vehicles. So the other thing that I would really consider taking with this army with this particular setup is bikes. Um, imagine out tough uh, strength five or yeah, strength five, tough six outriders. God, all loaded so solid. All loaded out with melt bombs and then give them power axes. So they're going to be coming in with strength six power axes and be tough six. Um, and then they gain scout. And then with melt bombs on every guy, it gives you anti-tank without having to take, you know, vehicles and you're going to, you know, cut up infantry or whatever. It's going to be a really nasty unit. Um, uh, so, I mean, what do you think about that? Dude, I love the idea of black shield bikes. Like, I mean, straight up, just, it sounds so brutal. I mean, it's just like, it's the uh, strength boost, and then you got the, the toughness boost. I mean, it's just, it's hands down. I mean, I, I, I just love the idea of, like, those black bikes just tearing ass. Such a good... Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I would do. And then you could go real heavy on the cataphracty. I know you said you didn't like vehicles, um, but, I mean, going back to what we said the other guy, you could do little five-man squads and dreadclaws, which would be pretty slick coming in. Um because you definitely want to get those guys close. For your basic infantry, I really like the... I mean, I guess what I'm saying... Like, my idea for the army, like, if you, you want to steal this idea, go ahead and steal it. I wanted to go super Dreadclaw heavy and run the basic Reaver squads, give everybody dual bolt pistols, because I like the look of destroyers and think they're an awesome concept, but they suck. So this is the one way I can kind of run something close to destroyers that doesn't suck is run reaver units with dual pistols because they're already two attacks base, I believe. Yes. Hang on, that's the Lord. Yep. Nope, that's the other guy. Marauder. Yeah, they're two, yeah, two base. Yep, they're two base, so you give them two pistols or three base, four on the charge. So imagine running, like, an army that's got, like, two units of five, you know, two five-man cataphracty units with all power fists, uh, or you know, and chain fists in dread claws, and then running like two or three units of these uh, ten man uh, marauder squads with dual bolt pistols and dread claws, and then just like loading out the rest of your slots with like outrider bikes. How cool of an army would that be? Gunslingers, dude, just cowboys, black shield yep. cowboys. You're coming in with those, uh, you know, dread claws, dumping out all your dudes, just assaulting fools, driving your bikes around, doing the flame strike with your dread claw. I mean, you know, that just sounds like sounds like a party. And then all your all your models are going to be, I mean, having tough five cataphracty. Then um, these dudes, like even just like your, all your uh, guys, like trying to get you out of those dread claws, and then they get you out, and then you're these tough five marines. It's annoying as shit. But having the tough six bikes, I mean, that's that's just out of control. I love it. I mean, that that's the way to go. I mean, I run, I run two big 10-man units with my Blood Angels currently, and I love them. I couldn't imagine them being Tough 6. It'd be amazing. I couldn't so, imagine fighting against Tough to 6 bikes. That seems real annoying. It would be. It'd be definitely annoying. I mean, there are things. I mean, obviously, like, if you get into Cataphract or whatever, whether you're Tough 5, Tough 6, they're still going to punch you to death with Power Fist. But it definitely gets more of your bikes there just because you lose a lot of them to like small arms fire or 
you know, stuff like that. So before you actually get to combat, so it saves you there. And then against like poor, like if you can run into other power armored units with those bikes being tough six, I mean, it's, it's a total shit show. Like they try to punch you and they need sixes to wound with their basic attacks. It's just not happening. And then you're punching them back with strength five, only needing threes, you know, and then your axes only need, you know, need anything but ones. And you do a unit with four power axes, uh, in it, you're going to have 12 power axe attacks coming out of that unit. Yeah, I, guess, I guess you're not too worried about the minus one initiative when you're toughness six. Right. That's the thing. Like if you're going to go, my, if you do that, if you're taking advantage of that, just give all everybody that can have a special close combat weapon, give them uh, fists or axes. Cause who gives a shit if you're unwieldy, you know, about that negative bonus bikes don't necessarily care too much about the minus one charge because you don't take any penalties for difficult terrain with charging on bikes. You know, you, you just roll a dangerous terrain check. Um, and then they move so fast. You can usually be standing on their toes when you declare the charge anyway. So you're really only going to fail if you roll snake eyes most of the time. So it's, it's really pretty good. And then, like I said, you put those terminators in dread claws so that you're starting right on top of them. The terminators are going to be unwieldy and the terminators can't sweeping advance anyway. So you really don't have any drawbacks. You're just getting, you know, strength 10 with your power fist and then tough five with your, um, terminators. It's really good. And there's no reason not to take a second bolt pistol on your reavers. No, um, I love it. I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's the coolest, like the model's going to look fucking awesome. It's unique. Two black shields are the only ones that can do it. It makes them four attacks a piece on the charge and you're going to be able to double tap twice on the way in with bolt pistols. It's awesome. And I, like I said, I love the idea of those guys coming out of a dread claw. You drop in a dread claw, it does its flame attack when it lands because now it has a, inertial guidance so you don't have to worry about landing on stuff so you drop it down flame a bunch of dudes jump out shoot a bunch of bolt pistol shots for that turn and then on turn two take your dread call and fly over something flame the shit out of it and then shoot the shit out of something with your reavers and assault it be awesome and then for that uh i'm guessing you take (laughs) a power axe on the marauder chief that's what i would do can he have a power axe yeah, it doesn't look sure like he... Look. It says the Marauder Chief makes change their chainsword. Uh, give him a power, just give him a power fist. If he yeah. can't have an axe, he can't have a fist. Yeah, it doesn't look like he can have an, an axe. But it does look like one in five can have a power weapon. Well, there you go. So do one in five of the power axe. So you would have two power axes in the squad with four attacks apiece. So that's eight power axe attacks. And if you look, the Chief is three base attacks for their sergeant. So with a power fist, he's going to be four... Uh, strength 10 power fist attacks on the charge it's like some orc knob shit from 40k it's awesome you guys will love it so that means you're getting seven ap2 attacks no it's more because the the basic guys are four apiece if you had two two power axes in the unit that's eight there oh i I was thinking about a five-man squad yeah marauder chief and then one like yeah dude so just just run them a 10-man squad and a uh dread claw and you're gonna be 12 ap2 attacks in that unit Dead. and remember that you're getting a strength bonus on top of the toughness bonus so your power axes are going to be strength six and your power fist is going to be strength 10 strength 10 power fist that is you're absolutely right that is some knob shit right there yeah it's awesome so that's what i would do i i'm 
I actually want to do... I want to do a World Eater army, but I don't really like their rules, and I hate Angron, like, fluff-wise. He's, he's, like, the... He's like a bad guy from like a Karate Kid movie or something. He's just a total fucking meathead. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai, dude. All the I don't know. I just don't like him. He just sucks. So um, maybe Demon Andron will be cooler or whatever, but I just don't like him. Um, so I was actually thinking about doing, if I do Black Shields, I want to do a, like, basically off, like a World Eater Black Shield army where they're still traitors, but they're just sick of Angron's bullshit. So they just go do their own thing and um, basically play these guys as you would a world leader army, but with rules that I like and no Angron. Dude, that'd be tight to see that painted up, dude. All I'm thinking is like black armor, but like their left entire arm and shoulder pad is still world leader. That'd be sick. Well, my idea, there's a... There's a, in the 40K Chaos Codex, I don't think it's the current one, it's like a couple back, there was this Chaos Warband, you can look these guys up, I believe they're called the Knights of Blood Warband for Chaos Space Marines, and they're like, they're pretty much pure red with black helmets, black backpacks, and then their greaves um, on their legs, and then their, their, arm, their hands and their arm plates are black, and it looks like the red is like running over the black like blood, and they they have like a little juggernaut symbol for their shoulder pad. Do you see him? I'm looking at the Knights of Blood, but they're like silver and red. Yeah, do Knights of Blood? You got to put Warband in because there's a Loyalist Knights of Blood as well. Knights of Blood Chaos Warband. Oh, uh, it came up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it looks so like I blood. Blood on top yeah, so, of black. So yeah, so imagine that, but you could invert it where they're more black than red, or you could leave them the red with black. But either way, I love the, the way those guys are painted, either inverted or the way that they are. But that's how I wanted to paint my my uh, black shields if I do them. That'd be and I'm, essen tight. I'm essentially going to do this idea like we're talking about: run two Marauder Squads and Dread Claws, and then like. <clears throat> three five-man cataphracty squads and dread calls and then just take the rest of my points and outrider bikes mm. and just get all in your shit all up in your face so steal my idea do it before i do beat me to market then claim it was your idea paint them knights of blood paint them knights of blood do it do it exactly like i said say i came up with this idea it's totally original if you hear some asshole on a podcast talking about it you ripped it off from me that's what i would do yeah, and so it looks like... What about that uh, Contemptor? Would you do anything with that Contemptor he's got there? Or? Um, Yeah, he could throw that in. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, the, you can't go wrong with a Contemptor Mortis with dual carries. I mean, you can pretty much throw that in any list. It's kind of like one of those staple-type units. He said he had a Storm Eagle. He does not have a Storm Eagle. Oh, what he said he had some other stuff. I don't have my... He's got the five terminators, cataphractor armor, reaver lord with halo blade, and yep. yeah, no storm eagle. But he <coughs> so said he doesn't like artillery and he doesn't like vehicles, so I think you're pretty much on point with the bikes. I think that's going to really suit what he's looking yeah, at. Exactly. I mean, that because that's going to give you good anti tank and close combat, and then really high toughness to get there. So, I mean, when I seen this, my eyes lit up. When you sent me these questions, my eyes went right to that question, and I was like, man, I can only get so hard right now. <laughs> So. can only get so erect yeah so and, and it's I, like a, a blank pumped. slate too so yeah yeah 
So anyway, that's what I would do. I, I hope he likes that answer. I like that answer. Well, there you go. New can forget. Hopefully that appeases what you want. But that's going to be it for questions, man. We knocked them out. Four questions. If you guys have any more questions or you like the answers to these questions and you want to tell us how it's like fucking stupid we sound or anything like that, just uh, let us know. Shoot us, a, shoot us an email at michael at warhammer30k.com or ryan at warhammer30k.com. Uh, we get your emails, guys. As soon as I get them in, we send them to each other. We talk about them and we go over them. Uh, just so y'all know, I know we got one, but it was more about the whole... Uh, Feel free to call me as many names as you want and stupid all you want. I'm I am married. I uh, am very used to that. So go ahead. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. I hear it every day. So yeah, guys, go ahead and shoot us an email. Anything you'd like. Uh, if you want us to have a topic you want us to discuss, if you want us to go over your army list, we will go over it. Uh, we'll give you advice on anything. Mostly Ryan will. It's I'm just kind of like along for the ride. It sounds like, but uh, nah. It's always a good time. Always love it. So, but that's all I have for this show, man. Do you have anything else you want to give out? Any other shout outs or? No, I just, I mean, I want to, I'd like to, it's cool to, if anybody that came to my event is listening to our podcast, just thank you for coming out. It was super fun. I had a good time hanging out with you guys. And uh, thanks to all the listeners that seems like we got a, Michael always tells me we're getting more and more listeners. So I'm glad that, you know, you guys are listening to us. Uh, me and him talk about it all the time, how much we've enjoyed doing this. And I'm always shooting him text messages. That, like, as soon as we'll get, we'll record an episode. And the very next day, I'm already texting him, man, I want to already record another episode. I, you know, do, do we get any more questions? Do we get any more emails? Like, I, I really enjoy it. So um, if you guys are listening and like it, just keep listening. Keep sending us questions. We, uh, we really like doing this. So just special, you know. Special thanks to all you guys that make this possible, I guess. Definitely, guys. You know, I was just thinking. What? You said, like, you shouted out to, like, everybody who went to your vet. I bet you Samson's listening right now. Yeah. I bet she's pooping. Pooping? Is he, <laughs> right, is he pooping? Right now. Is, right now, I bet you Right is. now, he's pooping? He might be. <laughs> he was texting me earlier about uh, he's wanting to... He came up here, and he's like... Asking me all about Bane blades and shit, so he's wanting to do a Bane blade chassis. So he kept like flip flopping between this one and that one, and then he went to a Storm blade, and then he's like, "I know you have a Storm blade, but I like I already have this Bane blade kit. I don't really want to buy a Forge World one, but I have this, you know, Titan arm. How close is the gun to the Titan arm? Can you send me pictures?" So we've been we were doing that the whole time we were doing this podcast. So. That's so. But sweet. yeah, he might he might have been pooping while we, while we were texting too. <laughs> So more than likely, definitely, he absolutely was. There's no doubt. <laughs> I can't wait till he hears this. He's like, cause I'm gonna get a message. Like right now, he's sending it in the future. Yeah. In the future, <laughs> why are you talking about me pooping? <laughs> so good. <laughs> so yeah, guys. If, uh, like I said, if you have anything, send it our ways. If you have some asshole that is uh, giving you problems and some dick, send us his picture. Ryan will pee on it. I'll pee on it all day. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I got nothing else, man, so I guess we'll just go ahead and close out. All right, man. That sounds great. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. Later. Later.